welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I just want to say welcome. If this is your very first time, thank you so much for being here. And if you are tuning in for your second, third, fourth time, thank you. Thank you for coming back. I, again, I really appreciate it. And I'm just so thankful that you guys have um, been listening and sending me feedback, talking about how the podcast has really helped you. So I greatly appreciate it. Before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to kind of do a little housekeeping. So I apologize, I didn't get an episode out this past weekend. I normally try to get them uploaded on Saturday mornings. Um, I don't have like a set schedule for the podcast as of yet. But um, if you are that person that you like a schedule, reach out, let me know. I know for myself, I kind of catch podcasts when I can. So I figure most moms would probably do the same thing. But let me know if you're that mom and you prefer a schedule. And I'll try to get something um, worked out. Now, over the weekend, I had the opportunity to go to the Mommy and Me Dream Bigger Tour here in Houston. So if you have a chance to go, like I encourage you to do that. I learned a lot and I believe my daughter learned a lot as well. So if it's in your city, I highly suggest that you go check it out. Today, I have the privilege of sitting down to talk to Darcelle, who is a single mom of three children and they all have special needs. So stay tuned to listen to our conversation and learn some things because she is going to teach you today. Hi, Darcel. Thank you so much for having the opportunity, or I guess for me, having the opportunity to have you on tonight. I'm so excited about discussing your story. I just wanted to say welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Kim. I am excited to be here and share my story, talk about our life. Should be good. Yes, now I'm going to tell you. I came across your blog because I was actually looking for some single mom blog. It's like black single moms, right? And so yeah. mm-hmm. there are no, I mean, there are some lists, but not a whole lot of them. And then it's like, um, if there are lists for single moms, I have to click through each one to see which ones are actually black, right? So I did a lot right. of searching and then like I made this list and I started to look at everybody's blogs and when I came across yours I was like oh my gosh your blog is so detailed and just your story is amazing thank you I really appreciate that yes I really Um, appreciate it when like other moms share and they're super transparent you know yeah and I I try to be as real as possible. I mean, you know, when you're online, it's like you want to be transparent, but then you have kids and it's like, you know, there's some stuff you want to keep private, but you want to share because people like the real stuff that helps mm-hmm. them feel like they're not alone. So finding that balance can be difficult sometimes, but I really appreciate that people read my blog and love that I'm transparent. That makes me feel really good. Yeah, so um, just tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, if you um, need some help, like, um, kind of like how long you've been a single mom, how many kids you have, um, that sort of thing. I am coming up on five years as a single mom. So I was previously married. I'm divorced now. I have three children. They are my girls are 13 and 10 and my son is seven um my oldest the 13 year old Nakaya, she has autism and dyslexia and a few other learning disabilities um and then my middle daughter has some asthma and allergy seasonal allergy issues and then my son has severe asthma and seasonal and food allergies so a little crazy over here at times but we make it work oh and I homeschool so yeah it it looks like a circus over here at times (laughs) but I I wouldn't have it any other way right and you're doing it that's the main thing you know often um I think you probably hear this too and I think you mentioned it in one of your blog posts people are always saying like I don't know how you do it or 
I couldn't do it. But I'm like, if you had to do it, you would. Like, you would figure it yeah. out, you know? Yeah. I thought the same thing when I had friends going through a divorce or I was the other single mom, like, how do you do it? And I didn't understand it. And now I 100% get it. There is no one else but you. So what are you going to do? You got two choices. You cannot do it or you can do it. So you just get it done the best you can. Yes. Now you have um, three kids, right? So do you have like any sort of support system or anyone that actually, you know, helps you out outside of your home, I guess, like parents or any family nearby or anything like that? Well, my parents are in Virginia Beach. I was there for six years and they followed me there to be with me and the kids. And then I left and came back to Ohio a few years ago. So they are still there. And then here I have my childhood friends that I grew up with, um, my church family, and some of the ladies I worked with that I'm really close with, my best friends. And you know, at my church, we get together, you know, that's like a weekly thing. So I see them several times a week. And then outside of that, um, I have my homeschool co-op. We meet on Mondays and then I've got my friends. And so just trying to, I guess, take time for myself in the middle of that, that's how I do it. And that's my support network. But I don't know if you mean like, do I have someone who takes the kids for me? That usually does not happen. No, no, just an occasional, you know, like, (laughs) can you wash them or something? Just so that, like you said, you have some me time maybe. Because um, for me, I actually have one child and she's five. And um, I moved Mm -hmm. away from my family as well. And there's absolutely no one. And I haven't created that uh, village or that support system if mm-hmm. you will and I've been here almost three years so it's kind of sad but <sighs> it's like it's like it's only I don't know it's only one I mean she's only you know one kid and so um I really mm-hmm. take her like everywhere I go and then I don't right. know it just hasn't really felt like a a big deal but now I'm really starting to feel like okay you have to get your life together like you, you know, <laughs> it's almost three years and you have not gotten this but I just wonder you know for other moms if they actually are dealing with the same thing you know relocating from family or whatever I just always like to ask I mean I think for some people it depends on the type of person you are your personality and your kid or children you know um I do believe it's good to have a support network yeah Um, but I also have times where I like to keep to myself a lot. I mean, sometimes my friends will be like, they'll send me a Snapchat or call me or text me, whatever, like, Marcel, <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you been? <laughs> like, oh, I'm just over here hanging by myself, living life. You know how it gets sometimes you just kind of keep to yourself. So I get it. But yeah, you might want to get on that for yeah. in the future. <laughs> well, last year I, um, <laughs> I looked at care.com and I ended up um, finding this, like, I think she was in high school. She um she was working for the YMCA, but she was babysitting part-time. Mm-hmm. And she was so good. And so I only used her one time, but it was kind of expensive. And then um, she ended up right. going to college. Yeah, because it was like, I was telling another lady, um I had to end up paying her like 12 or $13 an hour. And if you use like an adult with experience, um, it's like mm-hmm. $20 an hour. So <laughs> I'm right. like, you know, that can be really right. costly. And it was last year when Girls Trip came out. And so <laughs> I believe that, I don't know, I probably spent like three or four hours between the commute there, like 30 minutes there and 30 minutes mm-hmm. back. And then the actual movie. And it was like a VIP screening event. And so, oh, wow. yeah, it was like time to like mingle and meet other people. And then, you know, the actual movie itself and <laughs> so mm-hmm. um I ended up giving her like 50 or 60 dollars I think and I'm just like that was a lot of money just to go see a movie you know yeah yeah so I didn't do I get it, it. That. <laughs> but like this year um I'm trying to be open to either trying that again or like this 24 hour daycare that I found even like trying it for an hour mm-hmm. just to kind of see you know how I like it right yeah 
Okay, so let's get into what a typical day like is for you. I know you mentioned that, um, you know, you're a mom and you have kids with special needs. And I just mm-hmm. want to say that that is amazing. Okay, it, it, it really takes special people um, to be able to deal with all of that. And um, I used to say before I had a kid, like, I don't know how they do it. You know, like, I used to be one of those. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just really, especially like other moms, like I have a sister, and she actually has five kids. Like, she's a mom of multiples, too. And yes, and I'm just like, <laughs> sis, like, I really take my hat off because you, you get it done, honey. You know, I right. know it's hard. I know it, it is. But you know, you push through and you make things happen for those babies. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just amazed. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just like, um, I know, you know, you're homeschooling and everything like that. So is every day mm-hmm. different for you? Or do you kind of have like a routine that you stick to? Or how do you manage all of that? Well, I, I think I've said before on my blog, I think that I like, instead of a routine, because routine sounds so rigid. And if you get knocked off of it, some people, like I'm the type of person, I would be like, oh my God, what are we we supposed to do now? Where are we at? What's going on? And so I think we have a rhythm and it changes from season to season and depending on what's going on in our lives at the time. Um, So like for instance, this month has been crazy we had snowstorms and you know the weather's getting nice like right now it's in the 60s and I'm thankful for it because I am not a winter person and we've had all these appointments I've got asthma appointments allergy appointments speech therapy and all this different stuff going on and it's just back to back to back and so like this week I had to take my son to his follow-up appointment. I had to call the office because I was like, I got a reminder on my phone about this appointment, but we have an appointment in two days. She's like, oh, that's the follow-up. She's like, so I got to come up there. I drive 25 minutes for the follow-up. And then I got to come back two days later for, because he gets these um, allergy shot injections or whatever. So I had to do that, and then we're sitting at the office today for two hours after because of the process for these injections, and it was just crazy. I mean, trying to sit in the doctor's office for, it was a total of three hours. With three kids, it's not fun. No, um, oh my gosh. But <laughs> we did it. Uh, and I think for the most part, every day, it's like every day can be the same, but it's different too. You know, like I said, it just depends on the season, what we got going on. Um, I'm not a traditional homeschooler in the sense that I use a set curriculum and we sit at the kitchen table for several hours a day. It's more um, hands-on and some worksheets, workbooks, a couple hours, and then we're done and on with whatever. And I also am of the belief that you don't have to learn certain subjects just from a curriculum you can incorporate it into your daily life and pick it up that way too so yeah there's a lot going on and um some days I don't know how I do it some days I feel like I'm on autopilot and then other days I feel like I'm like you know superwoman I am really getting this over here yes (laughs) (laughs) but then the other day I was in the bathroom with my coffee taking a break because my oldest daughter was sick. Yeah, we, I took her to the pediatrician today, too. So, yeah, it was just doctor's appointments all week and all day today. But the other day, I was in the bathroom with my coffee because she wasn't feeling well. My other two were fighting nonstop. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to make this coffee. I'm going to go sit in the bathroom for a couple minutes because I need to collect myself before I snap. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it can just be... It's, and I, I'm working on better time management, like getting up way before them because I want to, I started exercising again and like, I need, you know, I need more energy. I want to be healthy because it's just me here and then getting the day started and whatever we have going on that day. And I'm a night owl, so I am up late and that's when I like to have my time, but I'm going to, I just, I have to get up earlier and I use a planner to help keep me on track throughout the day and month and the weeks and all that. 
but then someday stuff happens and it's all up in the air and you just got to make it through by any means necessary. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can kind of relate. I use a planner too, but just to like, you know, I work a traditional job, but just to kind of plan like my evenings and it's like, I was talking Mm -hmm. to someone the other day and I was saying how, um, if I don't stay up after my daughter, like I really don't get anything done at night. And so I've really been trying to get up at like 4 a.m. Cause I typically wake her up at 6 a.m. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, it gives me like two hours to like check emails or, um, read a book or, you know, do my devotion or if I can get like a, a yoga practice in or something, you know, for myself. And so that's the mm-hmm. only way I'm able to do it because like, I feel like at night I'm so tired that it's just, I don't know how to push myself right. to late. Like I used to be this night owl, this night person, especially in college, like just staying up to like, you know, study for tests and stuff like that. But no, this mom life, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like so worn out by the time, you know, I put her to bed. I know. Yeah. So yeah. you mentioned homeschooling, but I really got interested um, in the whole unschooling thing. Like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. really something that is talked about in the Black community. And so I really started to, you know, kind of research that topic. So for those mm-hmm. people who don't really know what unschooling <laughs> is, can you take a moment to educate them and talk about what that means? I will do my best. <laughs> um, okay, so unschooling I would not say is a method of homeschooling I would describe it more as a lifestyle so like I said before we can learn about everything through daily life Um, for instance my kids instead of sitting with a specific curriculum to learn English and grammar and punctuation and all that we are learning it by they have gotten into writing their own stories. They got into writing their own stories from reading all these um, comic chapter books. And so they're like, I want to make my own comic books. It's okay. And so they've started doing that. And that led to punctuation and, you know, making sure we're spelling the words correctly and using proper English. And so they've got, the comic books they like to read, and then they've got the books they're writing, and then we've got a thesaurus and a dictionary and different things from the library to help them look up words and meanings and, you know, just learn it in their own way at their own pace. Wow. And the same can be said for math and science and geography. It's I know it sounds like that is the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life. No, it's actually not. It's actually not. I've heard someone else (laughs) talk about this too, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. So she actually... And they're actually... Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that she actually, um, she travels with her son and she says the same Mm -hmm. thing about using like life experiences to teach lessons. But I think she actually right. is like an online, a virtual, maybe it's called a virtual homeschool or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but kind of, it's kind of a similar concept, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that I'm not anti-school. I'm not anti-curriculum. I'm just, oh, well, is it, yeah, I, can't, I guess I, I'm, no, I, this is the thing about curriculum. I feel like if your child wants it, then by all means, use it. If that's what is working for y'all, go ahead. But if you're constantly butting heads and there's tears and they're not getting it and feeling like they're behind, what's wrong with reevaluating and saying, okay, you know what, maybe this isn't working. So let's try something over here because people can make their own unit studies. Maybe your child is more of a hands-on learner. And that's the thing with homeschooling in general is you're able to tailor it to your specific family the way your child learns and the reason I like unschooling and the reason it's called unschooling is because you basically just shed everything that has to do with traditional schooling no grades no tests no standardized testing no pop quizzes it's about 
the relationship you have with your children, being with them, learning with them, being present. And that's why, that's what drew me to it in the first place. And that's why I love it and continue to do it with my kids because for us, it does work. Wow. So there's really no um, measurement because you said there's no test or quizzes or anything like that. So there's really no measurement of their knowledge or is there like another way that you kind of do that or how does that work? Well, I, or do you not really evaluate it? Okay. Um, yeah. At the, so at the end of each school year, you can, and it depends on your state. Every state has specific homeschooling laws. So you need to know your laws, but for the state of Ohio, they can either take the standardized test at the end of the year, which some homeschoolers choose to do, or you can go through a private certified evaluator. And that is the process I'm going to take because I do have a child with special needs. She's going to need some of that test read to her because she's dyslexic. And while she does a really good job at reading now, she needs that extra help to be able to get through the evaluation process and that testing. And I do keep up with them throughout the year. Like when they were younger, I didn't pay too much attention because I felt like it was just, you know, children learn through play. And I still believe that. But then when they were like, you know, preschool, kindergarten, very young, I just didn't really worry about it that much. We just lived our lives. And I, I kept it up with my blog better than it was like a daily diary type thing. Um, so I do, I still use my blog to keep track of the things we're doing. And even if it's not in my blog, I've got pictures and documentation and things from our co-op and places, all the places we've been. So as we're going throughout the year, I'm keeping track and making mental notes and taking notes of what they're learning, where they're at. So if I notice a problem, I can say, okay, like for instance, my son, Samuel, he's seven. And I was starting to wonder if he might be dyslexic too because I'm dyslexic my oldest daughter is dyslexic my mom's dyslexic it runs in the family so I've been I watch out for that with all three of them and he continues to struggle with um his his letters when he's writing he wants to and it doesn't help that he's left-handed either so he's doing everything backwards (laughs) I'm like baby that's not really how that goes and it's like you know you want to be gentle but you don't want to squash them either but you want to like redirect them make sure they're getting it right Mm -hmm. so I've just been watching him and keeping on him and so for the last year I did that and now it's like I don't think it's dyslexia I think he just needs more practice okay because the more he writes the better he gets at it if I did think it was a problem it's a couple months ago, you know, at the end of this year, for I'm still seeing signs that it's dyslexia, I will have him evaluated by a specialist and see where we are. Um, because I know some of the things he does are common up until the age of eight. So I don't want to jump the gun, but I also don't want to be over here in denial either. So it's, there's a balance there and you want your kids to learn at their own pace. But at the same time, if there's a problem, for me anyway, I want to address it and get all the help that they can so they can, you know, continue on in life. Right. I I definitely agree with that, getting them the help that they need. Now, I think you said really decide on the whole unschooling until like after um, pre-K and kindergarten. So what actually influenced your decision to say like, the traditional school or public school or what have you is not going to work for my children. Like this is the route that we're going to go. And was it like all at once? Cause I know, um, you know, some kids are old, younger than the others or, you know, you're like your mm-hmm. oldest daughter. So kind of talk about like, I guess how you got interested in it and what really made you make that decision to start. Okay. So we lived in Minnesota at the time, and I had this neighbor. We were literally in each other's backyard, and our girls were about the same age. I just had the girl, my two girls at the time, and um, Nikaya was three, and Ava was 18 months. I was still, you know, I was still married at the time, and we had noticed she was having some trouble with her speech. Like, she was doing well, you know, right where she was supposed to be for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like she was 
regressing. So I'm like, what is going on here? So in the state of Minnesota, for the preschool age, they will send an evaluator out for free. So I was like, I mean, if I don't have to pay for it and it's the, you know, the state's taking care of it, then what can it hurt? So I had her evaluated and they did find a speech delay. So we put her in the preschool program there and it was kind of like a Montessori style where everything was hands-on and the student to teacher ratio was excellent. I mean, it was like 10 kids in the room, a teacher, two aides. So the kids had lots of one-on-one. Um, and this bus would come pick her up and take her there for like three hours a day, you know, bring her back. And then if we wanted to, we could stop in and watch her through the window and see how she was doing. So she did that for a year. And during that year, I had been talking with my neighbor who was talking about homeschooling her daughter for um, kindergarten. And I had I thought about it, but I had always thought homeschoolers were weird and that they just sat at the table with books and never went outside and they didn't have them, like they weren't socialized or, and, you know, all of the myths that you could think of about homeschoolers, that's what I thought they wanted to believe. So I have this neighbor and I'm like, wow, I was like, that's, you know, watching what she had been doing with her daughter, I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then she introduced me to a mom group with kids of varying ages, kindergarten, first, second, third grade and all that. And they homeschooled too. So I had this little network of people I could pick their brains. And what I saw was just amazing because not everybody homeschooled, like I said, one particular way. Every family was doing it, what worked for them. And if they tried something for several months and didn't work, then they switched it up. So at the end of the year, they wanted to put Nakaya, they wanted to integrate her into a traditional public school with 25 kids and one teacher. And I knew my daughter. I was like, that's not going to work for her. She, all the progress that she had made, it's going to set her back. And their response was, well, she's going to have to learn one way or another anyway. So now's the best time to do it. And I said, I get that she may need to be in a bigger class, but I don't think you're hearing me say she's going to regress again. And what was the point of all the work we've done this year? So I honestly, I didn't like that it seemed like they just didn't care. She was just another, about to become another student in the classroom, and this was just the way it had to be. So we talked it over, and I said, give me one year. Give me this one year. It's kindergarten. It's not that big of a deal um, to just try this homeschooling thing with her and see how it goes. And so that's what we did. And it was amazing. She just continued to flourish and we had fun. We lived life. We, she was learning. And so then it turned into let's try it again next year and let's try it again next year. And it just kept on like that. So that is how I got into homeschooling and unschooling specifically because she gave me, my neighbor gave me the book called learning all the time by John Holt and to this day, it's still one of my favorite books about homeschooling because it talks about the whole process of how school was started and how children are naturally curious. And if you give them the time, they will, they can learn on their own. Um, not saying that you just push them off to the side and say, here, just go over there and learn something while I go over here and do this. But when you're intentional about the life you have with them, they will learn all they need to know. And so that is what started me down the path with unschooling and we have stuck with it ever since. But also my 10 year old Ava, um, she wanted to try public school. So she did last school year for fourth grade. She went for um, six months and then she wanted me, she wanted to come back home, but she wanted me to make the decision. And I told her no. I said, you decided to go, so you've got about 100 or so days left. If you want to finish, then finish. If not, you can come back home, but I can't make that decision for you because it wasn't my decision for you to go. And so she thought about it for a little bit, and then she decided she wanted to come back home. So she's been back home with us ever since. 
Wow, that's amazing. And I'm just like really in awe about the fact that, you know, by her being so young, you allow her to make those decisions for herself. Did she ever mention why she chose to come back home or was it just like she really didn't yeah. like it? Well, she wanted to go because she wanted to know what it was like. She's like, all my, all my other friends go. And she did have, you know, we had already done um, homeschool co-ops in Virginia. So she knew what those were like, but she didn't know what traditional school was like. And so she's like, all my friends at church go, the kids in the neighborhood go. I want to see what it's like. I said, okay. I was not happy with it at all. <laughs> I cried. I vented to my friends, but I didn't say anything to my daughter because she wanted to go. So right, I was going to suck it up when yeah. I was around her and, you know, yeah, you. but I was not feeling it <laughs> at all. So she went and I she would come home with so much homework. And the, I noticed it was always these worksheets and, you know, do this worksheet here. And then there's going to be a test on Wednesday. So Monday she would come home with a worksheet and then there's a test on it Wednesday, the props with the practice quiz and Friday, the actual test. And I had noticed, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like these kids are literally just studying this stuff for the test. And she was saying, she's like, mom, I have to memorize this. I got to get this right because we're taking a test. And then if she came home with a grade that wasn't an A, it was a B or a C, she was like, I'm so dumb. I can't, I'm not smart enough like the other kids. Why can't I keep up? And I was like, hold on. You are not a grade. That does not make you who you are. So let's just get that straight right now. You're having a little bit of trouble, but we can work on it. You know, if you want the better grade. And I even had to tell her, I know you want to pass this test, but I'm telling you, it's okay if you're, if you, you know, don't memorize it for a test, memorize it and learn it because you want to know about it right. like we do any other time. So I, it was hard for me to watch her struggle that way and start feeling bad about herself. Mm-hmm. And she just, she kept wanting to go. I kept taking her. And I noticed a few weeks before she asked me if I would make the decision to take her out she all of a sudden you know was she was feeling sick and oh I I don't think I can get up this morning I have a headache I'm like something's going on here so <laughs> she she um when she when once she decided and the reason I let her decide like I said she's the one who decided to go so I trusted her that if she wanted to go it was because she wanted to see what it was like and I hope that she did enjoy it. And she, there was a lot about it that she did enjoy. She loved having lunch with everybody and recess. And I think she said math was her favorite. Um, she didn't like the reading because of the reading comprehension test. And she always felt rushed with that. So she had good and bad, but then the bad started to outweigh. And that's what started to weigh her down. And so she was, she told me, she's like, all we do is take tests all the time. She's like, I'm tired of just taking tests. And then I found out she was getting bullied. So I had to address that with the teacher. The teacher didn't take care of it. So I went to the principal. The principal seemed to get it done, but by then the damage was already done. So um, she, she's like, I want to come back home. I want to be with you guys. I miss you guys. And, and at the time she was in school, I was still doing the co-op with the other kids. So I'd take them to do our stuff and then leave early to pick her up, come back home, do her homework, you know, get everything we need to do. If we had church that night, do that, come home, get her to bed, get back up, take her in the morning. You know, it was insane. So when she did decide to come home, I kind of did a little happy dance because I was happy to have my baby back and I was happy to have a slower pace in our life. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad she got to go and experience, experience it. it. Yeah. That was definitely something that she needed because I'm sure all kids will wonder, you know, if they never Mm -hmm. get that opportunity. Yeah. So I think earlier you mentioned um, about checking into the state laws or whatever regarding homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was reading an article and this lady was saying that she actually owns unschools and she was saying that um when they asked a question about curriculum 
she said she just wrote the honest truth and said that she didn't really use a curriculum and um I think it was I'm trying to remember one thing she said about her son already mastering something so they didn't feel I think it was um English or something she said that her son already knew English so they didn't feel the need to address that oh she actually wrote that I know where this is going yeah she actually wrote (laughs) that she wrote that on the application but that's how she basically ended the article like she doesn't feel like you know she should conform to society's standard of um how a child should be taught now I don't know if it's something like similar to what you do I'm sure it's not but I just wanted to know after reading that article like what is it actually like you know filling out that paperwork and saying that you don't really use a curriculum um that's how people that right there is how people get their kids taken away from them (laughs) because you can't do that I don't know where she lives oh my gosh I don't, I'm not going to have to see if I can find that. So, oh my gosh. Okay. For the home, the intent to homeschool form, you can, this, this, this is how it is. Because, and this is for all the parents I know that homeschool, whether they do um, Charlotte Mason, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Montessori, they do online, whatever, unschooling, world schooling, whatever they're doing, all the homeschoolers that, I associate with this is the way it's done you do not give the state any more information than they ask for because if you give them too much then they start sending you paperwork back asking questions and talking about oh like I had the state of Ohio tried to tell me I had to apply to homeschool my kids first and I was like no that's not what the law says oh my God. that's why it's important to know your state laws because if you don't these the other people and I didn't think they were doing it to be malicious but I was just like that's no you tell me in the law where it says that because I'll tell you the law where it does not say that so it's very important to know your homeschool law some homeschooling states I'll say the homeschooling but some states you have to send a report in every month some is every six months, some is once a year. So you need to know your state laws. On the form, like I said, all the homeschoolers I associate with, I'll use myself as an example. We unschool, we do not use a set curriculum, but the way I would word it is we will, I would, I would list some specific websites that we've used. Khan Academy is a great one because they've got math, science, um, on there um for preschool age starfall is a great one for preschool first i think it goes up to second grade with math and learning how to read and sonic awareness and all that um you can use your local ymca for sport um our church for excuse me sorry our church for um music we do girl scouts um we, we go to the library, we use various online resources. So I'm telling them what we use so they know I'm doing, I'm doing something. I am abiding by the law, but I'm not giving them an exact play-by-play of our day entire year. Because I, I appreciate that I can homeschool, but I also don't want them coming in dictating to me what I can and can't do with my kids because if that's the case I might as well send them to school right so you can you fill out the form and you tell them the things that you're using and what you're doing and it's different for every family but like you know you just say well for math we're we're doing this and when we go to the library we have these community events but you I would not say you don't need to learn <laughs> English because he's already mastered it or we're not doing math this year. I mean, because really, honestly, that doesn't even make any sense. I, I hope this lady does not listen and think I'm trying to like come down on her because that's not what I'm doing. But honestly, there's no way that you can get through a day without learning English and talking about English and math and science and all this different stuff. It's just, it's going to come up. 
unless you're a hermit and do absolutely nothing. That's, that's my take on that. I'm done. <laughs> I just thought I would ask because it was really interesting. <laughs> you know, when I was reading these articles, trying to just learn a little bit about how it works and everything. Yeah. Know your laws. That's the best thing I can say. Know your laws and get in with your homeschooling community because if, even if you don't know, there's someone who can help you. There's groups on Facebook to get you plugged in. Um, you can just Google homeschool laws for whatever state you're living in. Um, you need to be informed. This is not something you can walk into and just do whatever you want and, because you do still need to comply in some areas. You can't just go off doing whatever you want. Right. I do understand that. And that's why I was like, I don't, I wasn't even sure why she would actually put that out there, but I, I think it was an older I article. <laughs> so yeah, that was just very interesting for me. And I just wanted to know more. Now, um, I do understand <laughs> that your kids, like each one has a special need, right? Whether it's asthma, autism, dyslexia, or some sort of food allergy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, how do you keep your sanity, you know, like, you wanted to give up, and it's, you know, like, I, I heard, I've been hearing about therapists lately, right, so do you actually mm-hmm. have a therapist that you see, I know it's something that we don't really talk about in the black community a lot, it's right. that one thing that people are scared to talk about, or you gotta be crazy if you're going to a therapist, or something like that. <laughs> Um, so I just wonder, you know, a mom, a single mom at that of three children, always special needs. How do you keep, I mean, I know every day is not Sunday, right? You don't keep it together every right. single day, but I'm sure <laughs> there are some practices that you have in place <laughs> to keep your sanity. <laughs> like there has to be, I know. I know it. <laughs> right. I mean, I- if you would have saw us at the grocery store today, I know people are like, what's wrong with that woman? Like, her kids are just trying to talk to her. But I told one of my friends the other day, I said, you know what? No parent, unless they are beating their child in public, no other parent needs to be given side eye to another parent because we all have been there. We all know what it's like, unless it's some new mom with her two-month-old and I'm over here with my 10-year-old who's getting all sassy and getting on my nerves and she's over there thinking she knows, but one day she will find out, but we have no reason to be all judgy-judgy with each other because it's hard. And like today was not a good day for us. I mean, I was standing there, I was cooking dinner at seven o'clock at night and I'm cooking dinner at seven o'clock at night, which, you know, is not bad. At least I'm cooking dinner, we're gonna eat. But I'm standing there making my spaghetti and I'm thinking, I got to do this call tonight and I'm really not feeling it. Like, I am so irritated right now. My kids are driving me nuts and I'm tired. And I mean, I was looking forward to it, but then I was just like, I don't know what version of me this woman is going to get because I'm having a really hard time right now. I mean, I told my daughter, my 10 year old in the store, I was like, she has to stop talking. I, I can't. Listen, you can't talk My anymore right now. Five, We're and I asked her, can we play the quiet game? Like, can we please play the quiet game? Because I'm just totally over it right now. Yeah. And I know she just kind of looked at me and I was like, no, seriously, five minutes. In five minutes, you can talk all you want. But for the next five, we, we got to be quiet. Um, oh but no, I... I drink a lot of coffee. I probably drink too much coffee, but that is my sanity saver right there. Because I can't, the whole process of making coffee, like at night, like right now, I'm thinking about how good that cup of coffee is going to taste in the morning. Like I know it's going to be so good and it helps me start my day and the whole process of making it. So I do that a few times a day. And my kids even know. I remember a couple months ago, I was, having a hard time and they were getting on my nerves and I started walking off into the kitchen and I was talking to myself and my daughter's like you should get a cup of coffee mom (laughs) yeah I'm gonna go I'm going to do that right now and the reason I do I mean I love coffee it tastes good but because I have to sit I can't walk around and drink it and do all the stuff I need to do it forces me to have to sit for a little bit collect myself and it, and helps center me again. 
So I have that. And then sometimes I'm not a very loving and gentle mom and I snap and I'm sending kids to their rooms and I'm telling them, off and how they're getting on my nerves and that if they had listened they wouldn't be here right now and they shouldn't be crying and you know I have my own little adult meltdown and then you know I apologize because I don't do it all the time and then go I can apologize and make it better but when I know that I'm snapping on them and I don't it's, it's not them it's me like that's when I apologize because they're kids and it's not their responsibility to meet my emotional needs. It's the other way around. So when I feel myself losing it, I, you know, I go sit in the bathroom with my coffee or I'll come in my room or sometimes I just tell them, like, guys, I, I can't right now. Like, whatever, we're, we're done. We were working on geography homework the other day and I told my daughter, I think, close it up. We're done. I can't handle anymore right now. You're over here struggling with writing. You're over here looking stuff up online and coming up with nothing. We can't get to the library. We're just, we're, we have to be done. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't always handle it the best. It's not always sunshine and roses over here. Um, there's a lot of tears on their end and mine because sometimes I'm just over here like, why? This is not what I signed up for. It's not fair that I'm over here with these kids all by myself all the time. And I know most people are like, oh, well, you should just put them in school and that'd be easier. No, I don't tell parents whose kids are in school and having a hard time. Well, you should homeschool them because that would be easier because that's not the problem, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I, sometimes I do, sometimes I will just sit and cry. And I used to feel bad and think that that made me a weak person. And now I'm like, I think it's healthy and I feel better. I feel better in control. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I feel better in control of myself and my, like I'm aware. I, I know my triggers and I can see them coming before it hits me full force. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm able to say, okay, you know what? this here, this really is a problem. And this over here is not. What can you change? What can you do right now in this moment to fix whatever it is that's bothering you? And sometimes if it's not, and I can't, then I'm like, it's out of my hands. Worrying is not going to fix it. And then there are times where I call my girlfriend and I'm crying and I'm a hot mess. So it's just, I wish I had a better answer that I have like this great system down. No, no, no. But, mm -mm. (laughs) That is totally fine. So coffee is your savior, and then you have to take your occasional breaks. I get it. Yeah. I've never done coffee, yeah, I mean, but I've I've heard a lot about how a lot of moms really, you know, thrives off the caffeine, but <laughs> it doesn't really do much for me. I could drink a cup and go right on to sleep. I don't know how, but <laughs> it doesn't do much for me. Right. Yeah, I I do. I love my coffee. Um, <laughs> and go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because I think you had asked me about my kids with special needs, and I just completely skipped right over that. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I've got a daughter. My oldest is autistic. She's high-functioning. Um, she's dyslexic. She's got a speech disorder an auditory processing disorder and then we've got asthma issues with my middle daughter which are much better under control now and then my son with his life-threatening food allergies oh my gosh I read about those in the blog I was like oh gosh and I don't say that so people are like oh my gosh she's so awesome or that's crazy but it's like sometimes I sit back and I think what is going on over here like what was I think what has happened what are we going to do and then but most of the time this is our normal so we just go we just get through it this is our day today I mean I know for people watching or reading or whatever they probably are wondering how in the world is she doing it or you know but this is our normal and this is what we're used to so um, I, know, I was reading my daughter and I was is like, 
oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> and then and trying to you know work from home and make a little bit of money there it's not it is yeah, not that easy. was going to be my next question <laughs> I was like I know people are going to be wondering well how does she work with you know like doing all of that mm-hmm. I mean you are literally living this life you know it's just like normally you would read about it and you don't really get to talk to people who write the stories right you just read about mm-hmm. it and you think like wow like they are really living this this is amazing um how do they get through it? you have so many questions but to actually sit down and be able to talk to you I mean even carving out this time I feel so honored you know because you could simply use this time to have to yourself you know so I really yeah. appreciate it I am um, and I'm I've been looking for, I need a part-time job and my preferably, I can't even talk anymore, preferably something that I can do from home. But then I thought if I could get childcare, reasonable childcare, I thought about going and doing um, a certified nursing assistant program because that's something I used to do before I had kids. And I'm like, I could do that again. I actually enjoyed that work. I could go back and do that part time. But then it's like, am I going to make this money and then it's going to go to whoever's watching my kids and gas and then I'm left with nothing right so it's that balance there I mean I do generate income from my blog and working with different companies and advertisers that way but like a whole lot of people the money is running out before we get to the end of the month and I'll just be super honest we, I have food stamps. Um, I get social security for my daughter because of her autism. We have government insurance and I don't feel bad about any of that because that's what we need to get through right now. And it's right. been that way for some years. I know people think, Oh, well, if you just pulled yourself up by the bootstraps, you know, if you just did this, if you did that, you need to recite these mantras. And no, that is not the way the real world works this is my life right now and I am super happy that I get to be home with my kids because that's what I get to stay home with them I get to homeschool them I get to raise my kids the way I want to so when I have hard days and I'm beating myself up and I'm not doing enough or I'm worried about finances I try to remind myself of what my life was like before where we didn't have a roof over our heads and I was getting kicked out and I was getting ready to move in with my parents again and we didn't have food. And it's like, so yeah, you know, and people don't realize, I don't know if people realize this, the food stamps do not last you all month. They're not meant to, it's a supplement. Supplements aren't supposed to give you the whole. And so you still have to fill in that other half. And if it weren't for the government insurance, my son wouldn't have the care he is getting now with all of his food allergies and the testing and his medicines. I mean, an EpiPen for him is one EpiPen is five hundred dollars. Oh my god! I can't gosh. afford that. Right. And that EpiPen has saved his life three times. So, yeah, this is the light. This is where we are right now. And even if I were to go out, even if I put all three of them in school and I went and worked full time, I would never see them. And I would still be on insurance and food stamps. I still wouldn't be making it the way I would like. I mean, yeah, it'd be great if I had all this extra money and this big savings and this and that, but I don't. So I'm making do with what I have, but still trying to plan for the future. Wow, I really appreciate the honesty. I mean... You know, people will look at you and wonder, like, how are you, you know, really making this thing mm-hmm. work? I, I don't know how you feel about sharing this, but um, with their dad, um, do you all still communicate or does he try to help out at all? Or is it kind of like you guys don't communicate at all? He's not in the picture. Okay. Um, yeah, he, I do not get child support. There's an order out for it. I'm just not getting it. <laughs> Wow, heard that story before. And so, yeah, nothing in there, right? Um, right, another story. <laughs> I, I can, I can get really bitter about that if I let it, 
Yeah, and but then it's I just not think, yeah, right. I'm like, in spite of all that, and maybe you know, I could also look at it as a blessing because it makes me grateful for what I do have. Yeah. And we, I like I myself like to focus on the moments and the things that we have and that we create together versus material things. You know, I mean, I always thought I'm never going to make it on my own. I'm, what, what are we going to do? I mean, and I was blessed with this 1,600 square foot basement apartment from my best friend, um, her godfather, and it's fully furnished. It's, you know, we've got our own kitchen, bathroom, our own entrance. It's great. And we always have clothes. They have shoes. We have food. The, you know, rent's paid, utilities paid. So while there are things that more, I wish we had more of, we have everything we need and we've never gone without. Um, so I just try to keep that mindset and my friends help me to keep that mindset too when I get off the path and start getting upset and if I had kids on getting child support, it would be so much easier. Or, you know, if, I had taken a different path in life. Maybe I wouldn't be here right now. I have people in my life like, but, you know, Darcelle, remember where you were three and four years ago. Remember how hopeless you felt. Remember how depressed you were. And you asked, you know, had I seen a therapist? Am I seeing one now? I'm not right now, but I have in the past. And it was great. It, it, it feels great to be able to go to someone and just dump all Everything. of your stuff on them. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Because they can't tell, they're not going to tell anyone. And you can get some feedback from, you know, because your friends and family, I do, I love my friends and family. And I do have friends who like, who will tell me about myself. I don't always like it and I might get upset, but they'll still tell me. Um, but that therapist, you know, they didn't, they haven't known you since you were a child. And so they have training and different tactics and things they can use to help you. And I highly recommend people see a therapist, a life coach, something, because it's really good to be able to have someone to share everything with and help you figure it out. Yeah, I've considered it, but I've never, like, taken it seriously. Like, I said I was in a search, mm-hmm. but then I was like, if I, like, if I consider it, I want to find, like, someone who's Black, like, a Black therapist mm-hmm. who maybe she was once a single mom. Like, I don't know. I just feel like she needs to right. be as close as possible to, <laughs> to understand where I'm coming from. Because otherwise, if you've right. never been in that situation, I don't care how much training you've had. You don't really understand what it's like, you know? And so I just feel like personally, I would want someone who's been there. (laughs) Like, I just don't want to go and say, oh, I want to, I want a therapist and sure, I'll take you. You know, I think it's, um, it's beneficial to do the research and find someone that actually fits, you know, that's Mm -hmm. just my take on it. And I've never, uh, followed through with it but I did say like I wanted to try it out because I've heard great things about it and I don't have anyone like here like none of my friends are here and so if anything mm-hmm. you know, I'm always like calling them on the phone or whatever but it's nothing like actually sitting down and having someone to talk right. to like that's right there you know right yeah so yeah that's, that's another I, thing I do for myself I will I try to get together and I've been wanting to make a more conscious effort this year to get out to hang out with my friends more to have coffee to go shopping or take our kids to the park together you know just something with I mean online is great I love technology but I also feel like people it's easy to use and like oh well I don't have anybody here so I can just hop online and that's great if that is all you have (laughs) but like you said, there's nothing like that face-to-face interaction because you can look into someone's eyes, you can read body language, you can, you know, not just hear the tone in their voice. It's, so yes, it gets that person-to-person interaction. If you yeah, can. and I mean, it's I've had like some girls that I met here from like work or what mm-hmm. have you, 
but it's like they don't know me like my friends know me you know back home right. so it's like um whereas you know I'll go out and um have dinner or drinks or whatever but like I said they don't really understand the full story of what I've been through like they don't under, like I don't right. know I just feel like I can't certain things like I can't really discuss with them because they don't know the previous history and I don't feel like going through all that and breaking it all down just mm-hmm. so they can have an overall understanding you know right yeah I get that yeah so that's how I feel it. about that but um those are really all my questions uh, again I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule oh my gosh to just you know share your story <laughs> be honest and before you actually go um Mm -hmm. I always like to ask uh, my guests if they have any advice for any other single moms who may be um in a similar situation you know maybe they don't have multiple children but they do have a child or two who um has special needs like there's like one or two tips that you have for them to just push through um what advice would you give them Oh, man. Um, I think the biggest thing that has helped me is to give yourself some grace. Because if you aren't taking care of yourself, what do you have left for your kids? Right. That's why self-care is so important. Mm -hmm. You really have to. I mean, we are all going to have bad days you know some of us will have bad years and this is one thing I learned when I first started um down the unschooling path I read on a website that you have this moment so if you're having a bad time right now it's 10 30 and your morning has just completely sucked up until this point you have time to turn it around. Your whole day does not have to be ruined. You can figure out a way to, like I said, give yourself some grace and turn around the next interaction with your child. It doesn't have to continue being that way. And I know for women, being a woman itself is so hard. Being a black woman, it is magnified times 20. Mm-hmm. And so, so a lot of people might not want to hear that. I don't care because that is the truth of it. Mm-hmm. And for any other black single mom listening to this, it's okay to know that your life is harder. It, it just, it is. And it's not, I'm not saying that to say, oh, well, you know, screw everybody else, but recognize that you you're having a hard time but it will eventually get better and there are steps that you can take and stop looking at everybody else's highlights sometimes get off facebook get off instagram shut it down because i know how i am the stuff i post that's the pretty part that's a moment that was a snap a second of my life and i posted it for everybody to see because it was all shiny and pretty People don't know what happened before that second, what happened after. They don't know the month I've had, the year I've had. Like, we all want to look at all the pretty, but there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that we may not talk about. So don't look at somebody else's highlights and think they have it all together because the truth is you really don't know what's going on in someone's life. And in the same time, take moments to take stock of what you have and be grateful, you know, for the things that you do have and the things that make your life happy. That's, that's what I try to do. And it helps me. Yeah, I think that's really good. I I totally agree. And like you said, we too much, we get too caught up in those highlight reels and it could be, it could really get Mm -hmm. you down if you let it, you know, it could really Mm -hmm. get you to a dark place. (laughs) to prepare like comparing and you don't know I always say this you don't know what these people are going through or what they did to get that or if it's even theirs right I mean like come on people are so quick to 
say, like, to just snap a picture. They didn't even say it was theirs in the caption, but you just assumed that it was theirs and that they, <laughs> they're living this grand life, you know? Right, so, right. <laughs> yeah. If I can repeat what you said, yeah. I would do it times 10. But, <laughs> yeah, again, I appreciate it. Mm. This is really fun talking to you and just learning. I've learned a lot about homeschooling unschooling and just how you manage to you know do this thing called life with your kids it's amazing thank you so much I I think I needed this call tonight <laughs> like I said I was having a rough day and so you know sometimes that's another thing like if you want more appreciation and stuff give it compliment you know walk down wherever you go in the grocery store smile at another person you know make all contacts and smile compliment somebody look in the mirror and compliment yourself like yes. Pat you yourself know, on the back. whatever yes yeah so i this was good for me i had so much fun talking with you um yeah i'm just over here smiling like super <laughs> big smile right now <laughs> <laughs> yes so before you actually go I just want you to tell the listeners where they can actually find you and you know your blog and connect with you on social media yes so my name is Darcel White um, my blog is the mahogany way t-h-e-m-a-h-o-g-a-n-y-w-a-y that is my blog that's my Facebook um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Mahogany Way Mama, or if you just go to my blog and on the sidebar there, the right-hand side, there are social media buttons to click, and we'll take you to the various websites if you want to follow me there, too. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Darcel. She is so amazing. It's like sometimes I think back over my own life and there are days when I think like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is hard or um, I don't know. Sometimes you could really feel like you're in the worst possible situation, but you never know. And there's always someone out there who is going through way more than you are. So I just learned to be thankful and practice gratitude. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you get a chance and you thought that this was helpful, take the time to leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed already, take the time to do that as well so you don't ever miss an episode. If you know a mom of multiples or just a mom in general who could benefit, whether they are interested in homeschooling, the whole concept of unschooling, maybe if they have a child with autism or any food allergies or anything like that, and you feel that they may benefit from this episode, please share with them. You can share by word of mouth, of course. You can share via Insta story, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are on social media. And then you can also uh, head over to the website at singleblackmotherhood.com. I have some blog posts there where I share quick tips. And then you can connect with me on Instagram at singleblackmotherhood. I've also recently created a Facebook page yay me a lot of people were asking hey are you on Facebook so I went ahead and done that and if you have any questions or anything you feel like we need to talk about within the black community for single moms shoot me an email shoot me a dm I'm always open to um your feedback and what you want to learn about so I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you soon thanks again bye